At the turn of the 20th century, the battle for equal access to voting booths in America was underway. This fight was led by women. These are their stories, and this is the Suffragist Project. turn of the 20th century, the investigative journalism of the so-called muckraker Ida Tarbell helped break up John D. Rockefeller's Standard Oil monopoly. Christmas, 1916. Ida returns to her childhood home to visit her widowed mother a few months before the United States enters World War I and three years before ratification of the 19th Amendment. Minerva Tarbell, you turned down the President of the United States? Mama, Mr. Wilson didn't want me for the Tariff Commission. He wanted a woman. Last time I checked. I don't need to be celebrated for that. You'd be an inspiration. Which you obviously think I haven't been yet. I'll let you in on a little secret. The Tariff Commission is dominated by canny men with no interest in new ideas. You have a low opinion of men. Nonsense. I have a low opinion of everybody. Well, since you know so much about tariffs, use your knowledge to serve your country. If they want to know what I think, they can read my articles in the American magazine. They're politicians. <laughs> they don't read. You're starry-eyed at the prospect of my being anointed by Woodrow Wilson for a condescending appointment to a meaningless office. Wilson trusts you because you're smart. Wilson trusts me because I don't mix with suffragists. <laughs> you're mixing with one now. Accepting this appointment would raise the stakes for all women. Ugh, you talk like Jane Addams. Give in to Wilson for the sake of women everywhere. Adams is famous. She founded Whole House, you know. I have heard something about that, now you mention it. Did you know she's president of the International Congress of Women? Yes, Mama. Miss Adams and I are practically friends, and she addresses me as an equal. Why do you throw her in my face? You brought her up. Look how much she's done to rescue Chicago with her work on narcotics, sanitation, child labor, and, oh, yes, women's suffrage. I know that you desire the vote, but I am not your stalking horse. I will not be saddled with your ideas of what I'm supposed to be. You never paid attention to me before, so why start now? I have a magazine to run. I don't need to go about whacking people with placards and getting thrown in the hooskow. Why not? You already lack the womanly virtue of timidity. Thank God. But since you mentioned Jane Addams... Mother! She read your book. The one about women. Wait, you... You talked about me? Mutual friend. Want to know what she said? No. She said... 
There is some limitation to Ida Tarbell's mind. Not everyone considers it a virtue that Ida Tarbell thinks for herself. If you're going to think for yourself, at least think straight. Think straight? I brought down the company that controlled 91% of world oil production. I've bested every writer at McClure's and Scribner's for 20 years. I founded a magazine with a circulation of over half a million men and women. Yet after all this time on the job, my fellow editors have yet to invite me to a single one of their Friday lunches. Do you know why? Because they find you arrogant and stubborn? Because I'm a woman. If I were a man, they'd build a statue to me. I'm probably one of the best in the world at what I do, but I eat at my desk, and you, you find me a disappointment. I don't think straight because I don't think like you. If I were in favor of female suffrage, would you approve of me then, finally? Because that's easy. That's brainless. Anyone can do that. Jane Addams can do that. More tea? I have noticed, Mama, that whenever I come to visit, you serve me from the chipped cup. Is this your way of reminding me that I will never live up to your standards? Why are you here? Because it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Here, I have something for you. Oh, look, it's a sampler with famous sayings of suffragists. How could you? Such fine needlework. It's exemplary. That'll be worth money someday. Bit of history from the Dark Ages. The amendment is not going to pass. We'll have a woman in the White House by 1940. There is already a woman in the White House. They call her Mrs. Wilson. Edith Wilson is not a woman. She's a parrot. Oh, look, there's Susan B. Come see Aunt Ida, kitty kitty. Pretty kitty. Insufferable little termagant. She's a good judge of character. The cat or the president's wife? I just don't see how any intelligent female can fail to embrace equality. Why do you think we can never be men's equal until we do the things men do? Are men so much happier because they get to vote? Just look at what men have achieved. Wars and rumors of wars, tin-pot dictators, rinky-dink schemes... Women did not contrive this European mess. Nor could we have prevented it. Mark me. America will inherit the war. And when we do, we shall ignore half the good ideas and half the population. Then let women be soldiers, like Joan of Arc. Now you're being ridiculous. Look, I once hoped women could bring moderation to politics as you do. I was wrong. Folly is universal. Women with power act just like men with power. <laughs> Why then? Nobody should vote. Men do it badly and women mustn't do it at all. Have you never wondered why so many women oppose woman suffrage? They would protect what they already possess, Mama. 
a destiny to lay the foundations of society from inside the family. It's a full-time job. One that you have abjured. This daughter of yours has spent decades being more successful in the world of men than you could ever be. Do you know why I don't want to be on the Tariff Commission? Because I know more than any of those men, including the president. But no one wants to hear it. That's what I've been saying. We have no voice. I have a voice. But this isn't about me, and it isn't even about women. It's about you. Poor mama, growing up amid progressives yet marrying young. No college, no career. How you must have despised yourself. Years of doing nothing but raising healthy, smart children. Nothing but steering a household through recession and joblessness, sickness, and death. Nothing but remaking the face of our country and the future of the world through your progeny. God help you, you're pathetic. You will never again be served from the chipped cup. I believe in women's rights, Mama. But we don't need to add one more giant task of political engagement to our calendar. To vote entails endless hours of reading, speeches, panels, debates, thoughtful and patient discussion with those of another persuasion. You don't just vote for the one who appeals to your emotions. You don't just do what your spouse tells you. Your father always did. <laughs> Mama, you need to understand that Jane Addams is an idealist. Which makes you... A journalist. Curiosity drives me as it does a scientist. I follow the truth wherever it may lead. And what, pray tell, is the truth of the woman's movement? Your attending college would have been impossible 20 years earlier. And I desire that right for all my sisters. But do you know one of my most painful childhood memories? When you and Papa opened our doors to Miss Anthony and Mrs. Stanton when they came to lecture in Titusville. The most important day of my life. And you had to skip school so you could run off and read Harper's Weekly before your father got hold of it. What was painful about that? Those admirable ladies, Mama, those crusaders who slept under our roof and criticized your apple pie, they never once noticed me. If I could be of no immediate use to their program, I wasn't a person. You were six. Seven. A seven-year-old has no right to be heard. Do you know the sacrifices those women made simply to be there, the suffering they endured for your sake and mine? I should have sent you to bed without your supper. You asked for the truth of the women's movement. Who did they think was going to carry their banner when they were gone? They hoped to succeed in their lifetime, to spare your generation. Listening under the dining room table that day, I learned that female leaders were self-absorbed to the point of blindness. Passionate, outgoing, ruthlessly demanding, maybe, but... 
Seven-year-olds are the ones who are self-absorbed. Trust me. Your leaders are tragic figures. They cripple their cause by the illustration they provide of its price. You've never forgiven them, have you? You always wanted center stage. I've seen advocates of female suffrage spend as much time disapproving of one another as fighting for their cause, denouncing their comrades for embracing free love, for breaking or for failing to break the law. Suffragists have become the thing they abhorred. True believers ready to blame and scapegoat, force compliance where persuasion fails, even commit violence. Ida, you are the perfect example of a woman who proves the case for equality. Are you going to help me clean up this mess? I saw a fragment skitter under the china cabinet. Open this first. Merry Christmas, Mama. It's, it's a teacup. And it matches. How did you, oh, wait. Anne Tarbell did not live to see the passage of the 19th Amendment nor did the United States ever elect a woman president. Ida, however, eventually changed her mind about suffrage once it had become a fait accompli. Still, as late as her 1939 autobiography, All in the Day's Work, she recalls her uneasiness with the calculated belittling of the past achievements of women by many active in the campaign for suffrage. Her personal dislike of Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton like her consequent opposition to suffrage, may have been an instinctive defense of herself. Starting in 1920, Ida Tarbell voted. The Suffragist Project is a production of Odyssey Stage Theater. Visit us online at odysseystage.org.